Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local City Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope. That this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. If you're ready for our last Sunday, it is our last Sunday of Blockbuster Sundays, the Christmas edition. Here's why we do this. Jesus taught in parables. I believe stories are powerful, and we believe you can find spiritual themes in stories that we love. So last week, it was funny, we talked about the movie Top Gun Maverick, which I was a big fan of, but more so than any other Sunday in a while, I had so many people coming up and saying, hey, I was so encouraged by the message today. And, I'm, and the, the message about getting past your past really spoke to me. It's amazing how God can use a story. And Jesus taught in parables that dealt with things that people understood so that he could introduce them to the kingdom of God. And that's what we're going to do today. And it's a Christmas movie Sunday, my personal favorite Christmas movie. little hint with my shirt that I'm wearing today. But come on, if you got your Cokes out, get them out, get your popcorn ready. And let's get ready to, on the count of three, enjoy Blockbuster Sunday, week three, Christmas edition. One, two, three. Let's go. Oh, sounds so good. And enjoy. Let's go. Somebody's on the roof. Maybe it's Santa. Not now, Charlie. I want you to sit here, and I want you to stay right there. Charlie, do you know how to call 911? Sure, 911. Yeah, great. Stay there. Stay where you are. Charlie, would you listen to me? Stay up there. He's Santa. You killed him. Did not. And he's not Santa. Well, he was. He's got some ID on him, I bet. Fella, if you can hear me, I'm just looking for identification. Once you figure out who you are, I'll, I'll give you a lift back to the mall. If something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Yeah, right.
Dad, I want to go too. Stop it, Charlie. We're not going anywhere. You never do what I want to do. Would you please be quiet for a minute so I can figure this out? Reindeer up on the roof. Santa suit laying on the ground. I fell. Not my fault. Reindeer on the roof. That is hard to explain. It's the ladder. Oh. Where the hell did this come from? Look here, Dad. The Rose Such a Ladder Company. Huh? Out by the roof, there's a Rose Such a Ladder. Just like the poem. Just like the poem? Charlie, come on down from there. Charlie, get down from there! Dad! You gotta see this! Don't touch anything. It's great! I'm just gonna call the police. I'll carry the stuff up there. Let them deal with it, okay? <laughs> Whoa. This guy was huge. Dad, isn't this neat? Charlie? Charlie! Stay away from those things. They're reindeer. You don't know where they've been. They all look like they've got key Lyme disease. Excuse me. Comet. Dad, check out Santa's sleigh. There's no such thing as Santa's sleigh. Sure there is. You said you believed in Santa, right? I did? I do. What about the reindeer? These are Santa's reindeer, aren't they? I hope not. These are, uh... A gift. Probably from the cable company. We're getting the Disney Channel now. Merry Christmas. Now, hop out of it, please. I don't want to go. Listen, Charlie, I'm not kidding. Let's go! Oh, man, I love this movie. Sorry for the colorful word that snuck in there. Uh, but today, the title of the message is a quote from this movie, which is, Believing is Seeing. Believing is Seeing. And what we're going to lean in today and build out some of the themes from this movie is the idea of belief and how important what we believe is. And really, when it comes to God, what we believe about him, I believe, will always directly influence our life. If you have a small view of God, and a small view of Jesus, he will have a small impact on your life. But if you have a big view of God and big belief about what he's done and what's possible, then man, the overwhelming excitement of the supernatural belief you have in God will overflow into your life and directly impact you in really powerful ways. And you'll begin to see things in a new way. Your perspective on life will be completely changed. And your perspective on who God is will truly begin to influence you in ways you never thought possible. I love the Christmas story, and really it can barrel down into one verse, I believe, from John chapter 1, verse 14, that says this. It says, so the word became human, the word meaning Jesus. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. That verse is on your notes there. I want you to underline or circle where it says, made his home among us. You see, what I love about God is the fact that he is so relational and so caring for us. And when we remember what Jesus did and came to this earth, the symbol of Christmas time is so that he could come and create a home. I don't know what home life was like for you growing up, 
but I know that Jesus can redefine it. I don't know if you feel isolated or alone right now, but I know you have a place in the house of God. I believe that Jesus is the reason for the season, and we say it all the time, and that the, the front door to the home that he has made is always wide open, and you can step into the life that he has for you. But, it's going, but our belief level is always going to affect what we see. Write this down for me. What we see is informed by what we believe. If you, see, if you believe things are negative, if you believe the world's out to get you, that's what you're always going to see. If you believe that freedom and forgiveness isn't possible in your life because of what you've done or what people have done to you, then what you're going to see is going to reflect that. But if you believe, just as we prayed earlier, that God is the God of the impossible, if you believe that the Son of God came to this earth to make a home and dwell among us and be with his people, then that is what you'll see. And I pray that local city church would be filled with people who see the power of God in their lives, who see the love of God in their relationships, who see the miraculous work that he's doing in your life every day because he's not come to give you a bunch of rules to follow or a bunch of traditions and formations to fit in. He's given you a home to dwell in. He's given you a home to live in. He's given you a place where you can belong and become who he created you to be. And I believe as we begin to pour into our belief level, what we'll see will completely change. But life is difficult sometimes, we know that. Life is not easy, can I get a good amen if you believe that today, all right? Some of us, we may be going through it. We may be feeling the pressure. We may feel like God's forgotten about us. But what happens suddenly in a moment when God is involved is one of the beautiful moments of the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. The verse will be up on the screen. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy. Would you underline good news and underline great joy? Because that's what I want you to believe you have access to today. That's what I, wanna, I want you to believe that God's given you. He's brought you good news and he's brought you great joy. We hold on to those things. We're thankful for those things. It moves from just thanksgiving to thanks living. The fact that I've got good news and great joy in my life. That the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. I think the shepherds are one of my favorite groups of people in the Christmas story. So much so that my son's name is Shepherd. Because I believe that the fact that they are simply doing what they had been tasked to do, out in the fields, watching over their sheep, doing the simple job, doing kind of the outcast level job that they had. It was in that moment God showed up in their life. See, sometimes we are looking for the big, marvelous, miraculous thing. But sometimes, it's in, and a lot of times, it's in the simple obedience of just showing up in our life day after day that suddenly God shows up with a miracle. Would you write this down for me at the bottom of your notes? That sometimes we miss God because we only look for him within our own understanding. My fear today and my fear in our lives is that sometimes we miss God because we're trying to understand everything. Let me give you some freedom. You will never understand everything that's going on in your life. It just won't happen. Now, I love my life, I love my wife, I love my family, I love my kids. 
But there is an emoji that my mom has, not my mom, that my wife has been sending me a lot recently that perfectly describes our life right now. Throw it up on the screen for me. This is our life kind of right now. We're happy. Life's good. It's Christmas time. But sometimes you just feel like you're melting away. Sometimes you feel like the world's against you. Sometimes you feel like your kids hate you. Sometimes you feel like you can never do anything right. But we still enjoy it. And it's okay. Life is okay even in this. And I think probably Adrian sends me this emoji once a day. And then I say, what happened? Oh, this. Or I just got Teddy down and, you know, he filled his diaper so I had to change him and he woke up and here we are, right? Or our son's not going to sleep or whatever it may be. But that's okay because we keep living life. We keep moving forward. Keep trusting God. Here's the thing I want to give you before we watch our next clip. If you want to turn your notes over, it says this. You don't have to understand the process to trust and see that God has a purpose. I'll read that one more time. You don't have to understand the process to trust and see God has a purpose. Let's catch up with our story here. This is so cool. Stay here. Hey, kid, kid. Kid, who's in charge here? You are. And I'm not a kid. I have plenty of shoes that are older than you. I'm an elf. I mean, you guys, or you girls. Who gives the orders? Who's your boss? You are. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, who, who's the head elf? You are. Hey, who's causing all the trouble around here? She, she is. is. Excuse me, are we on a coffee break? We don't drink coffee. Then I guess the break is over. Back to work, thanks. Take it easy on her, will you? Who are you? I'm Bernard. Nice to meet you, Santa. I'm not Santa. I've had a rough night. There's been dogs barking, guns going off. Look, my back's killed me. Have you ever tried to shove a sea kayak down a chimney? I'm tired of this small talk. Hmm. The other Santa disappeared, right? Wait a minute. Hey, I know where this is going. It wasn't my fault. The other guy fell. It was an accident. I've got homeowner's insurance and a good attorney. Not as good as my wife's, but let's not open up that wound. Hold on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did you know the other guy was gone? Can I get you a drink? No, I don't want a drink. I'm thirsty and hungry, too. Charlie, I thought I told you to stay in the sleigh. Who's this? What, this? This is my son, Charlie. I'm sorry, Charlie, this is Bernard. Bernard. Hi, Bernard. Hi, sport. Hey, Daddy called me sports, like you. Wonderful. Hey, you know what? I got something for you, okay. Uh. Now hold out your hand, all right? Now, be very careful. This is very old, just like me. Check it up, Charlie. Oh. Why don't you uh, hold on to it for me for a while? It might come in handy. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I'll take real good care of it. Make sure you do. I will. Look, I am not Santa Claus. Ah. Did you or did you not read the card? Yeah, I read the card. Then you're the new Santa. In putting on the hat and jacket, you accepted the contract. What contract? The card in the Santa suit. You said you read it, right? So when you put on the suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus. Here. The Santa Claus? Oh, you mean the guy that fell off my roof? No, 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 not Santa Claus the person, Santa Claus the clause. What? 
You're, you're a businessman, right? Yeah. Okay. A clause, as in the last line of a contract. You got the card? Yeah. Okay, look. The Santa Claus. And putting on the suit and entering the sleigh, the wearer waves any and all rights to any previous identity, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus in perpetuity until such time that wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. What does that mean? It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy. It's ridiculous. I never put on a suit as a Try to understand this. Let me explain something to you, okay? Toys have to be delivered. I'm not gonna do it, it's not my job. I'm just an elf. It's Santa's job, but Santa fell off the roof. Your roof. You read the card, you put on the suit that clearly falls under the Santa Claus, so now you're Santa, okay? A question. What? When can I get out of here? Dad, you gotta see this place! You leave tomorrow morning. You have 11 months to get your affairs in order, and you're due back here Thanksgiving. I'm not coming back here on Thanksgiving. I'll ship the list to your house. What list? Come on, a list. He's making a list. Tracking it twice. You gotta find out who's naughty or nice. Ugh. Look, you put a P next to the kids who are nice and a C next to the naughty ones. P and C. Yeah. P for present, C for pull, right, Bernard? Right. Wait a minute. How do I know who's good and bad? You'll know. What if I don't want to do this? Don't even chat about a thing like that. Why not? What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? What if I choose not to believe it? Then there would be millions of disappointed children around the world. You see, children hold the spirit of Christmas within their hearts. You wouldn't want to be responsible for killing the spirit of Christmas, now would you? Santa? Now, I love this clip because I believe it does relate to us in some sense. And every single week during these Blockbuster Sundays, I've been leaning into a specific book of the Bible. And today that book is Colossians. And look what it says in Colossians 1.15. This is the Apostle Paul writing. He says, Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Now, what's going on in the church in Colossae, which is the Colossians right now, and when Paul writes this book, is a little bit similar to what's going on in our story. Now, if you've never seen this movie, the guy, character that's played by Tim Allen, his name's Scott Calvin. Now, he's an overworked businessman and an out-of-touch father. You probably could pick that up a little bit. And this miraculous moment kind of happens in his life where Santa falls off the roof, he puts on the suit, starts to be Santa. But he doesn't like it. Starting to lead to some difficult moments, you know, coming down chimneys, getting barked at by dogs, having to show up at Thanksgiving to get ready for the next Christmas as we're going to see some physical changes. And he begins to ask questions. He begins, he begins to get frustrated. Like, what if I don't want to do this? And I love the line, well, you put on the suit. You stepped in. You said yes. This is what comes with the territory. It's what's happening with the Colossians. See, they had said yes to Jesus. They had given their life to him. And at that time, saying that Jesus was Lord of Lords and King of Kings could get you killed because Caesar was the king. All these other deities and false gods that communities and cultures were centered around were kind of the most important aspect of the city at this time when it came to the economy and when it came to religious sacrifices. And to start saying that, no, it's about Jesus and it's about the Son of God coming to this earth that we can know him. 
Christians were getting persecuted. They were experiencing immense pressure. Family was turning against them. Friends were turning their back on them. And they were getting to experience real and true persecution. And Paul hears about this. And he tells them, hey, just so you know, you put on the suit. You said yes. That's what happens. Like, we don't say yes to Jesus to not have any more problems. We say yes to Jesus because he's real and he's really saved our life. And yes, some difficulties will come. But when you don't know what to do, when you're up against the wall, when you have questions, when you have, when you have doubts, here's what you got to know. One sentence. Jesus is the visible image of God. You don't know what God looks like? You can't see God? Well, you saw Jesus walk the earth. You heard about his miracles. You heard about his stories. So just look to him. And the more you look to him, the more you'll be able to get through it. The more you look to him, the more you'll know that life is not about you. It's about Jesus. And he gave his life so that you could have life. And he conquered death so that you don't have to live dead. So that you could live forgiven and free. When you're afraid, when you don't know what to do, when you feel like giving up, just look to Jesus because he is the author, perfecter, finisher of our faith, and he is the perfect example we look to each day and every single day. If you're thankful for the example of Jesus, come on, give me a good amen. But we have doubts. Scott Calvin's got doubts. He's like, I don't want to do this, man. The guy just fell off my roof. I have a life. See, we can't say that anymore when we surrender our life to Jesus. It's not our life anymore, it's his. But also, God understands we're human. But the powerful truth today is that God would rather have you run to him with your questions than run from him with your doubts. So many times we think doubt is a disqualifier from following Jesus. I've had doubts in my life. I'll be honest with you. I have doubts every Sunday morning driving here. God, am I really supposed to do this? Like, I've got to get up on, i got to get up and speak. I'm showing some movie clips. But I remember that God called me to do this. One day he called me out of death and destruction and darkness into life, forgiveness, and freedom. And every single morning I don't have all the answers, but I do have the one answer that's gotten me this far, and it's, yes, God, I trust you. But I still ask questions. When my dad died, I asked questions. When my son had to have surgery at a month old, I asked questions. When we're going through some difficult situations with our kids right now, I ask questions. When COVID hit, I asked a lot of questions. But the thing is, that's where faith really begins to strengthen and grow. Not when you fake it. Again, like what Shiloh said earlier, it's not about faking it till you make it. God's not interested in that. God's not interested in this blind faith that's like, well, God, sure, you're great. I'm just trusting you. It's not what he, that's not what life is all about. Life has difficulties. Life is hard. Life has pressure. And God's like, hey, I just want to help you. But I can't help you if you don't talk to me about it. I can't help you if you don't tell me what your questions are. What I love about the book of Psalms, the longest book in the Bible, is it's filled with worship and questions. The questions are, God, how long are you going to forget about me? Where are you right now, God? My, my, my enemies are surrounding me. But every psalm ends, I know your unfailing love lasts forever, though. I know you're with me. I know you're for me. See, so one of the biggest freeing things I think you could have today, local city church, is to start running to God with your questions not trying to hide with the doubts that you have. Because guess what? God knows him anyway. God's omniscient. He knows everything. But he's also omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful. When you don't know what to do, look at the image of Jesus, who also said and asked a question, God, if there's any other way for people to be saved besides me going to the cross, please do it. But what was the next line? Not my will, 
but your will be done. But how did that freedom come about? Well, let me give you a few things. Here's how you can trust God even when you can't see. Three ways today how you can trust God and believe God even when we can't see. Number one is ask questions. We just saw that in the clip. What if I choose not to believe? Well, here's what's gonna happen. What about this, what about that? Well, you put on the suit, you're the guy. This is what you gotta do now. This is in the job description, on the little card that you signed up for. And I think for us, we have to remember that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to seek God because that's honestly how we do seek him. Learning more, letting him teach us about who we are. Look what Paul says in, again in Colossians chapter one. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Underline that last phrase for me, because for, I really think you need to hold on to that today. It's not all the while you'll grow as you do this stuff, or as you do these things, or as you check these boxes, or as you feel more good about yourself or the little effort or initiative that you did. No, how do I grow? By knowing God. How do I know him? By spending time listening to his word, by spending time talking to him, by making Sundays a priority and giving back to him and trusting him. Everything flows from my knowledge of God. The most important thing in your life is the pursuit of your knowledge of your heavenly father and Jesus. It's not about doing, doing, doing. It's about being and understanding that God wants to dwell with you and make home in your life. And he wants you to show you who he is. So as you ask questions, you realize that we're closer to God when we're asking questions than we think we have all the answers. Let me tell you, local city, as your pastor, I don't have all the answers. Got a lot of questions too. But I believe that's the freeing thing about following Jesus. He never asks us to have all the answers. And when we're the most close to God is when we do have these deep, resounding questions but in the movie, one of the quotes that they say is one of the little elves, you know, talking to Santa Claus. She says, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. And she says, kids don't have to see this to know that it's real. Now let's take it to the significance of where we're going today. There used to be a practice back in the disciples' time called confessional Christianity, which meant that I'm just believing this is true because it's true. Like, I don't, I don't need any more evidence I don't, I mean, I, I don't need to, any more evidence of gravity other than the sense that if I walk off this stage, I will fall. And that's one of the biggest foundations of faith you can have in your life. It's like, I, I know there's a lot of questions going on, but I just confess this to be true because this thing has lasted thousands of years with tons of different authors, but still the same voice, still the same message, and I'm still holding it on to, onto it today. This is a miracle in my hands. The fact that when I can go into the presence of God, as Pastor Joe said earlier, I have access to my Heavenly Father. That's just true. Not because of anything I've done, but because of Jesus. And to me, I just want to begin to seek Him more with my questions and my honesty rather than trying to be fake and put on this performance. Because as you ask questions, it builds this in your life, which is number two, is that I begin to talk to God in prayer. A lot of times I meet with people and they talk about the difficult things that's going on in their life and all these things that are happening and how they feel so distanced from God. And I've learned, I've been a pastor for 15 years now, and one of the things I've learned is that the question I ask every time is, I know you're going through all this stuff. I know God feels far away. How is your personal prayer life? Do you have one? Are you spending time with God one-on-one? Because -on -one? you can hear some good messages on a Sunday. You can hear some powerful worship at your church. 
But until you're seeking God one-on-one, until you're talking about these things with God, with God in prayer, you're never going to figure it out. Because that's where these things get healed. That's where these things get figured out. It's when we talk to God in prayer. Colossians 1.9, so we have not, this is what Paul says, I've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Write this down for me before we watch our next clip, is that a changed world begins with us, and a changed us begins when we pray. This next clip, you're going to see that things change when we trust Jesus and follow him. Things change when we make a big decision, but also there is cost sometimes and sacrifice in that as well. Okay. Hmm? Well, nuts. Oh, no, uh, your pulse is great. Uh, well, I, I don't know, Scott. You're, you're as healthy as a horse. Yeah. Clydesdale. Okay, look, so what? You put on a little weight. A little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? Weight can fluctuate from year to year. Fluctuate? You make it sound like I'm retaining water. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Pete, what's happening to me? Well, what's your diet like? Milk and cookies? Really? But I don't finish all the milk. Well, then there is your problem. Just try to cut back on the sweets, okay? <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. How fast does hair grow? Facial hair. What? I shave in the morning, in the afternoon, I look like this. Well, it could be a hormonal imbalance. That would explain the mood swings. Mood swings? Yeah, but look at my hair, it's turning gray. Oh, it's middle age, buddy. It happens. And with that body, you should be thankful you have hair. <laughs> Look, if, if it bothers you, you can diet. And you should diet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Okay, uh, up with the shirt. Let's take a listen to the old ticker. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's cool. visitation rights. Honey, the man is delusional. Okay, okay. So maybe I'm having second thoughts. Kind of. I just... I mean, what was so bad about Charlie believing in Santa? Well, he's a little old. Oh, come on, Lara. Don't you remember when you stopped believing in Santa Claus? I was Charlie's age. I guess. I, I wrote Santa a letter every week that year. You know, maybe, maybe not every week, but boy, I really wanted a mystery day game. Do you remember those? No, <laughs> of course you don't. You know, no one does. I don't, I don't even think they make them anymore, but 
Well, anyway, Christmas morning came and, oh, I got dozens of presents. Oh, I got everything. Except mystery date. I was three. And it was an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Christmas came, no weenie whistle. And that's when I stopped believing. You were three? Yeah. Oh, Neil. Where's Charlie? I want to talk to him. He's with the judge. So what happens, and it's kind of a sad moment in the movie, is Scott Calvin loses visitation rights with his son because everyone thinks he's delusional and crazy for giving his life over to this. But as you begin to see in the story, he begins to change and begins to realize that this is what he's decided to do with his life, and it's a blessing to him and his family and his son because it's reminding him of his priorities. And what really happens is our number three thing of how we begin to believe God even when we can't see, and that's we choose surrender to just trust the process and lean into what's going on. I was listening to a podcast recently about an Olympic runner, and the interviewer was, ta- interview was talking to him about, hey, you wake up early, you're up out before 5 a.m. running before most people are awake. Whether it's sunny or raining or snowing, you're out running, training, and you're giving so much of your time to this. Before you go to bed, you're running miles. You're getting trained up. You're practicing and preparing. And the runner pretty much stopped the interviewer in his tracks and said, hey, let me just tell you something. I love running. I love doing this. Is it a lot of work? Yeah. Is it hard? Yeah. Does it require sacrifice? Yeah. But I love it. Let me tell you something, local city church. Following Jesus is hard. You have questions. Sometimes you wake up Christmas morning and the gift you wanted is not under the tree. The prayer is not answered. The miracle may not happen. But I got to tell you, I love choosing surrender in my life. I love choosing to let go and let God. I love letting go and realizing that God is God and I am not. Because guess what? I didn't conquer death and walk out of the grave alive. I didn't make a blind person or see or a lame person walk. I didn't feed 5,000 people. I didn't speak to the darkness and let there be light. Here is this earth. I didn't do any of that, but God did. And I have the amazing opportunity to know and have a relationship with that God. So daily, I'm going to choose surrender. Daily, I'm going to lay down what I want. Daily, I'm going to say, you know what, God? I love living this way because it's the only way I live truly who I was created to be, and it's the only way I'm ever actually going to be fulfilled in my life. I want to know you more. I want to surrender, and I want to trust that you've got this. Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. Since you've been raised to new life, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. This is what's bolded on your notes, underline it. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. If you leave with anything, leave with that today. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Because God is trustworthy. And that's the last point today as we close. Trusting God means that no matter what happens, I believe that God loves me. He is good. 
and he's always trustworthy. Local City Church, God loves you. He's good, and he's always trustworthy. Don't trust me, because I'm just a human. Don't trust our church, because we're not perfect. We try to be. We try to be excellent, but we're not perfect. We want to help you. We want to be there for you. But I honestly believe who, that God is more trustworthy than you could possibly ever imagine. I say it this way. God's not, never let anyone down, and he's not about to start now. God has never let anyone down, and he's not about to start with you. So I believe you can get connected here and fall in love with Jesus and be planted here because we're pointing you to God and pointing you to the giver of all this. Because at just the right time, God will show up. He'll pull you out of that prison of your past, and he'll provide for you in that thing that you always wanted. Let's finish up today and watch our last clip. Look, I know you're Scott Calvin. You know you're Scott Calvin. So let's make this simple. I say name... You say Scott Calvin. Name? Chris Kringle. Name? Santa Claus. Name? Père Noël. Babo Natale. Père's Nicole. Papa Gigio. Okay, Calvin. Maybe a couple hours in the tank will change your mind. Charlie! Are you okay, Dad? I am now. How'd you do that? Tinsel. Not just for decoration. Hey, excuse me. Can I get some of that tinsel? I don't have a lot of time. Did you leave the gifts I made under the tree? You bet I did. We better go. No, Charlie. No. Oh, no, no, no. No, wait, Charlie. It's okay, Laura. Actually, I, I think it's a much better idea that you stay here with your mom and Neil. Really? But, Dad. No buts, Charlie. I can't be selfish. I can't be with you all the time. We're a family. You, me, your mom. And Neil. And they need to be with you, too. I miss you too much. Come here a minute. Listen to me. Come on, listen. There's a, there's a lot of kids out there, okay? Millions of kids. And they're, they're all, they all believe in me. They're counting on me, Charlie, and I... I'm not gonna let him down. I got a lot of work to do. Well, I can't be selfish either. You gave me a wonderful gift, Charlie. Listen, a wonderful gift. You believed in me when nobody else did. You helped make me Santa. Selfish. <laughs> You're the least, the least selfish person I know. I love you, son.
Laura, what do you think? Christmas Eve, I spend with Charlie. It's you. It really is you. You really are Santa Claus. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, my God. And your parents thought I'd never amount to anything. <laughs> oh, wait. And don't go yet. I have something for you. I... Santa. Scott. Neil? Santa? It's okay, Neil. <sighs> Here. It's, um... Well, it's... It's my Christmas present for you. It's the, um, it's the custody papers. And I want you to come and see Charlie as often as you can. You can count on it. Thanks, Laura. Merry Christmas. As we close today, I want to give you this one final example. And I just love the ending of that, where to just trust in the decision you make, God shows up, he takes care of it all, and then he provides in the way you had totally forgotten about and never thought possible. And I want you to know that wherever you're at today, God wants you to know that, hey, you can believe me and you can trust me. As we close today, I think about the shepherds sitting out in the darkness for years and years, and their job was to prepare the sacrificial lambs who would be the sacrifice that we talked about earlier for the forgiveness of city and the people and the forgiveness of their sins. And they prepared and worked and labored for year after year out in the darkness, completely outcast from society. And every night, seems like they just sat there, did their job, but kept their eyes above. And I want you to know if you would continue to show up and trust God and keep your eyes on the realities and things of heaven. At one point, in the darkness of that sky, in the darkness of your situation, God is going to bring light where it once was darkness. God's going to turn that star on. God's going to direct you and show you where to go. He is going to bring light to your dark situation, bring life to the situation that you feel is dead or to that dream that has died. And you will say, surely there is good news and great joy for me today because I believed even when I didn't see. I believed and trusted God even when it didn't make sense. 
I believed and surrendered everything that I had to God because I knew he would never fail me or forget about me or let me down. And now I get to witness the shining star of Jesus and the shepherds get to be the first company of Jesus, the first people that get to witness that the Savior has been born. Can I encourage you, local city, if we continue to show up and continue to look for the things of heaven and continue to look for the star of Jesus, we will see things happen that we never thought possible and we will be the first ones to the party in the miracles of life change and families being saved and amazing things being done in our city simply because we chose to believe and know that we will see it when God is ready and God will be ready to make something incredible happen in your life because he has never forgotten about you and you can see it today and every day. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? We're going to close here. Thank you so much for joining us on the Local City Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Local City Church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to localcity.church give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.